Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to the Green Room Podcast. Happy Friday, hope you're doing well. Uh, my guest this week is arguably one of the biggest names in metal and music in general, especially for this generation. His name is Corey Taylor, frontman, of course, of Slipknot and Stone Sour. Corey came on the show this week to promote his new debut solo album. It's called CMFT. It's out October 2nd. Slipknot, Stone Sour fans, fans of Corey in general uh, should be very excited for this album. I was lucky enough to to check this out a couple of, well, shit, it's October 2nd, so a couple of months in advance. Uh, if anyone is thinking this album is is a Slipknot 2.0 or, you know, some sort of heavy metal-induced solo album, think again. Corey has has done some interviews and said that um you know genre may be dead but rock is still fun he's not kidding there are there are songs on here that sound like it could be on an acdc record there's a power ballad there's new metal there's metal there's even some country on there um so yeah Corey and i discussed that uh obviously what's been going on in his world with the pandemic um the idea that with this solo album he's been able to have fun again um which you'll hear a little bit more about obviously the last Slipknot album, We Are Not Your Kind, was a was a very heavy album, figuratively and literally, uh, in Corey's life, personally, of what was going on. Um, and he said without that album, CMFT could not have happened um, as well. And he, and he told me something pretty pretty big for Stone Sour fans. So keep, it, keep an ear out for that one. It is a little different to how we usually do it. I say a little bit different how we do the podcast. I mean, the last couple of months have all been on Zoom. But this particular interview had to be done over the phone. Uh, so here is my chat with Corey earlier this week. Check it out. Well, Corey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, congrats on this album. The words after listening to this, which I didn't think I would say, is fun. This album is just the time of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I mean, this is this is exactly what I wanted it to be. You know, I wanted it to be a positive listen. I wanted everybody to really feel as excited and as stoked as I am for it. So, I mean, and, and trust me, listening back, I didn't mean to make a party album, but I've made like an awesome party album. Dude, it's the shit. <laughs> well, looking at some interviews you've done recently as well, I know that you said you, you've kind of, you've grown out of a place of, of being miserable making music. What do you mean when you say being miserable? Yeah, but you just, it's, you know, sadly, and anyone who's ever been in a band longer than five minutes will understand exactly what I'm about to say. Sadly, you, uh, when you've been in a band with certain people or just been in a band, period, for a long period of time, you find yourself making music with people who are just not in the mood to make music anymore. You know, like, they just don't, get as excited as you do. They don't get as uh, dedicated as you do. Um, and I, I've felt that in both bands, man. You know? and, and so it's not an isolated incident. I just, I had to realize early on that I just have a different approach to music than certain other people do, you know? And that can tend to take the edge off and it can t- tend to water down the excitement that you have for newer stuff. Uh, especially when you're when you're ready to kind of take it out and, and play it for the, for the world, um, but this album actually, and I've said this and I've said this in a couple of other different uh, uh, interviews. This uh, I haven't felt this stoked 
I didn't have this much a, a good a time. I haven't had this good a time since the first Slipknot album, to be honest. Mm. I mean, just the level of positivity and excitement and energy and just enjoying every fucking second. I mean, it was, it was really just such a blast to make this album. Like I said, I mean, and I've said this, I mean, it took us two and a half weeks to do 25 songs. It felt like less than that because we were having such a good fucking time, dude. Mm -hmm. It blew by. And I just went, what? We're done? No, no. (laughs) It was seriously like really bummed out. So yeah, I mean, it just, I've just gotten to the point where I just have little time. I have very little time and very little patience for people who take their gifts for granted. Let's put it that way. Is it kind of the bittersweet thing about being in bands as big as Slipknot and Stone Sour, where, as you mentioned, maybe getting in the studio for, for the next album isn't as fun, but now doing a debut solo album, it's almost like you're starting again, but you know, in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, and there is a bittersweetness, and and it's, and it's like, look, it's like I appreciate everyone I've ever been in a band with for who they are and what and what they do, you know. And I, there are things that I've learned to accept when when the creative process goes a certain way. I know, I know that I'm going to get something out of it, and I know I'm gonna, I'm not going to let that hold me back from going above and beyond, whether it's Slipknot, Stone Sour, whatever, you know, but you're right, man. You know, it's, it's, you know, doing this and doing it with these guys, especially has really shown me that you don't have to be miserable to make an album. You know, you don't need tension to, to be creative. You don't need tension to make something uh, special. Sometimes you just need a group of dudes who are just dorks, that love to fucking laugh, man. And that's what what my solo band is. We are all the same jackasses, for real. Like, I mean, we laughed every day. We hung out every day. They all stayed at my house while we were making the album, man. I mean, yeah. it was it was a blast, dude. It felt like we were 20 again. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like when you... And I think it might have been the same interview where you said that, you know, rock is fun. This album proves that. Yeah. I mean, there's everything. There's metal. There's rock. There's new metal. There's fucking power ballad. Like home. That's that's crazy. I know you've yeah. taken a shot at at the safe rock bands. This album kind of shows that you can be a rock band, but do anything with that. Exactly. You know, for me, the cohesion that comes with with certain types of music is really illustrating in the in the the masters who made that music in the first place, you know? I mean you look at you look at you know, you look at some of the the the, the funkier elements of a lot of the stuff that, that came out before, you know, rock kind of streamlined itself. I mean there were people you know, the great thing about rock is that people weren't afraid to kind of take chances and really go places, you know, now it just seems like they, you know, they jump from producer to producer. Everything sounds the same. Everything feels the same. It's the same kind of plodding, plodding, weird. It just, it just seems dead, you know, like, and I'm not going to give anybody any free press or anything, but (laughs) you know, there's there, that seems like there are really only two types of rock these days. There's, that weird folk rock where everything has a ton of reverb on it. And there's like six keyboards and a fucking a harp, you know, and everybody's got their, 
you know, everybody's, everybody's got a beard and everybody's got, you know, a fucking white suit and it's, you know, it's all nice. You know, it's very nutless, very safe. And then there's the active rock side of it, which is every FM rock band that sounds the same because they all use the same producer. So everything's, everything's condensed, everything's saturated, everything's overmastered and overprepared. And there's no peaks, there's no valleys, there's no nothing. It's just a straight line of angst. You know, everybody's in a really bad fucking mood lately. It's just like, mm. Jesus Christ, man, you know? So there's no, it just seems like there's no fun, you know? Like you look for, you look in, like you find it in punk, you find it, like you find it in older music. There's just no fucking fun, man. There's no, there's no spirit of, of just screw it. Let's just be a rock band, you know? Mm. And that's kind of what this album is. This album is dedicated to those bands that came way before me and, and the bands that will carry on after me that just go, you know what? It's just awesome to be able to write a song. You know, yeah. it's just awesome to be able to to fucking play with a bunch of people you love. You know, it's just awesome that we've got all these great songs, these big hooks, these junk food choruses that make you fat. I mean, you get into it, man. And that's that to me, that's the whole point of doing this is to kind of represent that other end of the spectrum. Well, that would be the big misconception for people who think, oh, Corey Taylor solo album is just going to be, you know, a Slipknot 2.0. It has everything. Yeah. When, when I was about, and it was probably halfway through the album, I actually listened to this. I don't know if you'll take this as a compliment or not. You could be the lead singer for ACDC if you ask them. I know Axl Rose has wow. done plans next year. You should reach out to them, man. I, you know what? I mean, I, first of all, thank you. That, that's a hell of a compliment. Uh, second, I honestly, I don't have the range of Axl. I, I don't have the range of Axel. I, when I was younger, I could hit a lot of good Bon Scott notes, but I, I don't know if I can now. Let's put it that way. And I certainly can't hear. I can't hit Brian Johnson stuff. I can't even hit the stuff that he did when he was in Jordy. Let's put it that way. Like he's just, he's fucking up there, man. You know. So I appreciate that, um, but. I, yeah, I, I, those are huge shoes to, to step into. And I don't know if I could do it just, just for the fact that I don't know if I could do it justice, man, you know? And, and I would never, I would never consign myself to disrespect the music by not being able to play it the way it was meant to be played. You know? Mm. I remember when you were here in I think 2018 for the Good Things Festival with Stone Sour. And I caught up with Johnny and Christian at the festival, and they said you have this oh, really, yeah. they have you have this really incredible ability to kind of just jump in and out of things. When you're on the Slipknot cycle, Stone Sour's on the shelf. When you're on Stone Sour, Slipknot's on the shelf. Now with this solo album, and again the album's out in a couple of months, but I can't imagine that the solo stuff is just something you've you've done for a laugh. Is the the solo no, staple no, no, no. of your cycle? Like now you're going to be working with cycles well i mean this is definitely something that i'm is is uh important to me you know i, I feel like and i i, I feel like stone sours kind of runs course now you know and i we all talked as a band and uh decided to kind of put stone sour on uh indefinite hiatus you know that's that's the way it is we put it 
we've put it on uh, we've put it on the shelf for now. Everybody's kind of going and doing their own thing. Obviously, Tooch is jamming with me. Janish is doing his own thing. Uh, Chow's got Masuda Chow's. Uh, Roy's got Roy and I are going to do some uh, some soundtrack stuff together. Um, everybody's kind of doing their thing. Um, Slipknot obviously is always going to be the big dog, you know, which is fine. Uh, you know, I can kind of ghost in and out of that and do my thing. It's never been my whole thing anyway. You know, it's, it's always been more of a the collaborative effort anyway. Um, I'll be doing, you know, I'll be, you know, once everything kind of comes back to life, I'll be wrapping that up, uh, tour wise. Uh, but then, but then, yeah, after that, I'm definitely getting the road with the solo, with the solo band, uh, to take this around the world. And, really show the world that other side of me, you know, and it, this is really kind of a, a peek at what the Corey Taylor and friends shows were like, you know, I don't know if anybody has looked online and seen those shows, but it's, you know, a lot of the cover shows that I would do, that's the same mentality and the same fun that comes with this solo sh- solo show is just mm-hmm. that a big party, a big good time. People come in to have a great time and then they go home going, fuck, I cannot wait to see that band again, you know? I mean, it's, it's obviously tough to make plans given the, the pandemic, but do you have right. a, 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 at least a six to 12 month plan for, for solo stuff, for Slipknot stuff? You know, when can we expect you back in Australia? Do you have some sort of blueprint? Oh, man, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it all comes down to when we can get this thing you know, kind of under control. I mean, it all comes down to the vaccine and, you know, what countries are doing it correctly. I mean, it just, uh, there's so many ifs. I can't tell you this. As soon as it, as soon as the coast is clear, I'm, we're absolutely coming back, whether it's with Slipknot or solo thing or both. We are absolutely coming back. That is the plan. I don't know which one's going to be first. It'll probably be Slipknot just so just because we've got that we, you know, we were supposed to be touring all this year. Um, but you know, next year will probably be us wrapping up that tour cycle. Um, and then after that, I'll be, you know, hitting the road with the solo thing. I might even, I might even go in and record CMF too. Uh, cause I got enough, I got enough material for three more solo albums, man. If I didn't write anything new again, I'd have enough material for three more solo albums. So I'm, I'm good to go. Like, so that's, kind of my plan so if i did do that then i would tour the world on two albums and not just one has, has this pandemic been some sort of weird blessing in disguise like i had ollie from bringing horizon on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and they're releasing new music right now and they had no intention to but because there's nothing else to fucking do they just thought let's write right. has the pandemic like you said you've got two or three more albums that you could release with the solo stuff has that been inspired right. by just writing because you've been in lockdown no, not really. I mean, no, I mean, that's just the amount of stuff that I've written over the years that I've just had kind of sitting around. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if I didn't write anything else for the rest of my career, I would still have three more solo albums worth of stuff. Um, and it just, that's, I mean, just, that's the level of writing that I'm, that I get up to half the time, you know, but God knows me, I'll, I'll write like another four albums worth of stuff just sitting around, you know? Um, the pandemic has been a blessing in disguise for me just from the standpoint of this is the longest I've been home for 20 years. You know, um, this was a really a way for me to reconnect with my family, uh, really a way for me to kind of, you know, I mean, even as crazy as things have gotten, 
uh, really a way for me to kind of restabilize in a weird way. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with my kids, uh, been able to hang out with my wife. You know, we've been kind of you know stuck in the house, but at the same time, you know, we had just moved in. We had just moved into my this this new house that we bought, and then I hit the road. Gone. We were gone forever. Yeah. So we've really been able to, and and it's not me minimizing anything that uh, other people have gone through. I know that there, there's some serious hardship out there right now. This is just from my standpoint. Um, I've really kind of been able to realize, you know, I realize what I've taken for granted over the years. And I, re- you know, and that's on both sides, whether it's, you know, the live and touring or, you know, being at home and, and uh, being with my family. So, I've really been, that's what I've really tried to focus on is, you know, really just like kind of reconnecting with my life and realizing that, you know, there's so, I have so much to be thankful for. You know, I, I'm one of the luckiest people on the planet. Chatting to you now, and especially on the back of an album, like we are not your kind. And then listening to this album, you seem really fucking happy. And I think that shows through this album. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, but I, but I will also say, I mean, if I hadn't made We Are Not Your Time, I, I don't think I could have put the same energy into this album, you know? I had so much that I needed to say and I needed to let go of um, on We Are Not Your Kind that I'm very thankful that I had the chance to make that. And I'm very thankful that I was able to use that process to really heal, you know, from a lot of the stuff that I had gone through, you know, six years prior to that, just, it was a dark time. Man. You know, I was definitely not the person that I am now. And that, you know, that I, I took a hit. I took a serious hit in my, my personal life, uh, my, my mental state. Um, I found myself in a really suffocating area and it was hard to get away from that toxic relationship. But, I was able to extricate myself away from that. And then through the process of creating We Are Not Your Kind, able to really let go of so much of that poison, so much of that that toxicity that had really been building up and, you know, that I was clinging to me still, even after getting away from it. So getting, you know, getting away and making that album really set me up to be able to make this album. And, um, dude, it's, it's night and day from where I was. I'm just very, very thankful that I'm here. You know? Corey, it's an incredible album, man. Congratulations again. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope we can meet when the world is not um, Thanks for coming on, <laughs> yeah. man. I really appreciate yeah, it. that's the plan, right? No worries, <laughs> man. Thank you. Good talking to thanks, you. Man. Thanks, Corey. Thank you, soon. All right. Take it easy, man. Thank you so much to Corey Taylor for coming on the podcast. Again, the album is called CMFT. It is out on October 2nd. You would have seen some of the lead singles like CMFT Must Be Stopped and Black Eyes Blue. This is going to be an album that impresses a lot of people. Again, it's out October 2nd. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, and I'll catch you all very soon.